The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. This is Bill Friday with another edition of Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore, and my expert on sports is with me this morning again, Ron McGoey. Thank uh, you. How are you this morning? Thank you, Bill. I'm excellent. I'm, what a beautiful day it it's is. It's a beautiful day, feeling a little pressure on that expert. Uh, anybody that does a little research on some of the things that I say, they may, they may think differently. However, it is a beautiful day. We're sitting here on May 13th on the beach, and it's about 21 degrees and sunny. Uh, beautiful day to be out doing anything, you know, whether you're garage sale shopping or raking the lawn or playing a little golf or tennis or just out for a right. stroll. It's a beautiful well, day. But we're we're here to we're here to talk about sports. Uh, you know, we're not uh, talking about the nice weather. No, we're no, we're talking about indoor sports, outdoor sports, whatever. Well, let's talk about uh, some indoor sports to start off. Well, let's talk about the national uh, predators. Oh that, yes, that, yes, that Nashville predators. That is, I think. The man that's sitting across the table from me picked the Nashville Predators. I did, I did, I did, and I think they're uh, what are they eight and two now? Eight and two in the playoffs. How about that? Yeah, yeah, it's a great story. They've uh, matched up against the Anaheim Ducks, who uh, were life and death to get rid of the Oilers. That was a good series. So they're they've locked horns, and uh, here we go again. They started yeah. off last night with an overtime, with an overtime victory, and it was uh, it was amazing that Subban uh, who. Who was on the left defense uh, actually passed the puck, so rather than shoot it, so he uh, got an assist on the goal. I wonder if the province of Quebec is a little engaged in this. I mean, you know, the Canadians are gone, and you know, we have some, you know, Nashville and Anaheim, not huge markets. But I have a hunch a lot of people in the province of Quebec are maybe hitched the wagon to Nashville. Oh, I would think so. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, sure. Yeah, he's very popular in Montreal. You know, he's. Poured a lot of money there, and poured in a lot of money to charities, and so he's a sort of a favorite son, if you will, even though he's from Toronto. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, well, I guess they. But but he's done he's done marvelous things in Montreal. So let's not take that away from him. So. Not at all. So I, I guess you're going to probably predict Nashville to take out the Ducks. Well, I would say uh, right now it looks that way. I would. Yeah, regardless I, of the one nothing lead. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think they and will. Uh, they're hot. They're really hot, and they're they're going to go right through. And uh, they're going to go right through. Yeah, you know what? They could be Stanley Cup champions. Well, speaking of that, there is another series on the east side of the National Hockey League that gets going, I believe, tonight. And that features the Ottawa Senators and the Pittsburgh Penguins. In, in my hometown, by the way, in my hometown. In your hometown. Now, then, I guess if people think that Nashville is, is is a nice story, I guess Ottawa's been a pretty good story. Yeah, they if the fans are a rabbit there. They are really, really gung ho. Well, maybe they'll sell the place out then because they had trouble during the series against the Rangers. They did, but again, I don't know the price points of the tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were two thousand short in a couple of games. No kidding. Wow. But it was pretty impressive uh, how they, you know, they waltzed into Madison Square Garden in and, and Game Six, and yeah. it wasn't really, you know, they shot him out. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. Yeah. So they they're having a good playoff as well. So they are, and Pittsburgh, 
did what I guess most people thought I didn't. I had I had thought that the Washington Capitals would somehow get over the hump. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. The Caps, uh, the Capitals, did finish ahead of Pittsburgh in the, in the standings. They finished they ahead of everybody. They won what yeah, they call yeah, the President's Trophy. Sure. And playing in Washington. You know what they? You know what the problem is? They were presented the President's Trophy and they touched it. They actually touched it, and that's that's a no-no. Well, I was thinking that perhaps the President presented it. <laughs> but that would now. I don't think he knows anything about hockey. Does uh, he know anything about being president? I don't know. I think he thinks he knows everything about everything. Okay. However, yes. that remains to be seen. Um, so yes, um, we've got Sidney Crosby, who may be you know the best player in the league, up against Eric Carlson, who may be the best player. Maybe the, the best player in the yeah. league too. Yeah. So I think I think this it'll be I think it'll be a tight series. I think it'll be a good series. Yeah. I think it'll be long, and I think the Nashville series will go probably. Yeah. You know, I don't think them. Well, I don't see them winning it easily. However, so I'm going to go along with you and take Nashville. I'm afraid. I I, I think I'm going to have to go with the Penguins because I I, I like how Mark Andre Fleury is playing, and I and I think experience may. I mean, Ottawa may wake up and go, holy smokes, you know, we're four wins away from going to the Cup. So I'm going to take, uh, my prediction is for uh, Pittsburgh, Nashville, Stanley Cup. Okay. Not the worst nightmare scenario for NBC. I guess the worst nightmare scenario would be Nashville and Ottawa. uh, Nashville and Ottawa, yeah. However, just to make things uh, a little bit uh, uh, competitive here, I'm going to go with the Senators. Good. I'm going to go. I, you know what? You have six all my, all on my, your chest. All my relatives are in Ottawa, and they and I hate them because they all say the Senators, the Senators. And I'm saying, you know, never mind this, but I think they're going to win. And uh, now, did I ever tell you about... No, I did tell you it's about... It's hard to say. ...the Ottawa Senators and the old Quebec hockey league. No, yes, I'm, they have a long storied history. Yes, they do. And I can tell you some great stories about about the Quebec Senior League uh, with Jean Beliveau and Doug Harvey. Quite a breeding and, ground. Yeah, really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll leave that for another two-hour program. Oh, good. I can't <laughs> wait. Okay. Are we through talking about the NHL now? Yeah. Because well, you, know, you know what? I, I watched the ball game last night. Yeah, the baseball season's up and running. Yeah, I watched it, and I enjoyed it, actually. Well, I, I've kind of named the first part of the season, not the flight of the Blue Jays, but the plight of the Blue Jays. It was a plight, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, we have, for all intents and purposes, it's almost like a, a minor league squad that's out there playing. They had the disastrous start which we're all familiar with, with all hands on deck pretty well. With all the big boys there. All the big boys, on, and, and one by one like dominoes, as we sit here on the 13th of May, currently on the disabled list for the Toronto Blue Jays, we have third baseman Josh Donaldson, shortstop Troy Tulewiski. They're, they're, they're both hurt. They're, they're both, both on hurt. the DL, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, starting catcher, uh, Russ Martin. Is he? What What happened to him? I noticed he wasn't playing. Last, I, I can't keep track of the injuries. I'm sorry. I have to refer to the medical department. Oh, okay. Um, and then we will also throw in there, even though he's back, Kendrys Morales, who is actually just coming off. He didn't go on the DL, but he was out for three or four games. He's the, the free agent acquisition that was replacing Edwin Arcanacion. Then we go to the pitching side of things, and they've been, and they're out there without. Aaron Sanchez, uh, Jay Happ, 
and Francisco Liriano, who this, the fifth starter, who yes. they picked up late yes. last year. Yes. Last year, when he can find the plate, he's as good as anybody in the league. But you know who started last night? Jens Gammy. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. So, you know, it was throw in the towel time. First of all, you got the terrible start. Then, more than half of your team is is gone. So this this season's over. Well, lo and behold, they've won nine out of twelve with a lineup littered with Ryan Goins, Darwin Barney, Justin Smoke. Smoke has been hot, Ezekiel Carrera. Hot, hot. Behind the plate, who could forget Luke Maley? Of course, Kevin Pilar, who's, who's a very steady guy out there. And I'm not meant the only got the only real high profile starter that's still in there is poor old Jose Bautista. But but he was uh, designated hitter last night. Well, he's he? he's about to be designated at the end of the season. However, oh. you know he 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 hits the odd home run. And he did last night. He did last night. Yes, no, no, he did. He, as they say, he runs into one occasionally. Still, (laughs) (laughs) that's unfair. Well, it's 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 sad but true. And so, yeah, they're at the point where they've now they've they've had a man named Bollinger pitching, um, and they have turned to Joe Biagini, who's about as eccentric as. He's refreshing as heck. I don't know. He is. He really is. He really is. And you know, initially I thought, nice. He's kind of like off the cuff, but I, I think he's legitimate. I don't think he's doing it on purpose. But apparently he was a starter for a while in, in, in the San Francisco organization. So this is his second start, and both his starts, he's looked really good. So, you know, there's well, he, a won, he won the game last night. He was yeah, a winner. He was a winner. And the other bullpen guys have stepped up, the Ryan Taperas, et cetera, and, uh, and it looks like soon is okay. So the... The darn team is pecking their way back to 500, and uh, it's it, it's very bizarre. And these injuries that that I've listed, there none of them are long term, so they're going to start to filter back into this lineup. And you know you can't say, well, Ryan Goins is going great. We're not going to, you know, we're going to sit down too low. But I think it's been great for them to get the reps, and it's going to also provide for a little bit more flexibility as the season yeah, gets on. No, no question. But... And, um, you know, uh, full marks to them for sticking together as a team. It's uh, really but how, how would you take a guy like Smoke out, you know? Well, you know, I guess you... you or you could make him a designated hitter. Yeah, there's lots of opportunities, you know, day game after night game. Um, he's, he's, he's... But I think a lot of these reasons are, you know, a lot of these guys... They're getting regular playing time. Uh, yeah, and yeah, they they were mentioning that on on the telecast last night that some of these guys are getting regular playing time, so they're they're doing very well, as, you know, because of that. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting as we you know slide through May and turn the corner into June to see how this this whole thing unfolds. But it's uh, you know it kind of bodes. It's kind of you know my night you know my scenario of after sixty games. What are we going to decide to do here? You know, blow it up, make some you know brazen trades to to reload the system, or you know if you're 500, you know by July and hanging in, uh, maybe uh, maybe yeah, you stick yeah, with the yeah, gang yeah, another yeah, year. Yeah, you don't you don't break it up then. No. And you don't break it up. Uh, it's 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 excellent. So we will watch with interest as as the season meanders along. Yeah, I'm sure the manager uh, is very happy with what's happening in the last little while. Yeah, and and, and, and the whole coaching staff. You know, it is a team sport, and it's it's very evident. Um, you know, that is an unusual rash of injuries. Mind you, the team they're playing, Seattle Mariners, the, all the all four of their starting pitchers will not pitch in this series. 
No kidding. Is yeah. that right? So if you know if you're feeling bad about the Toronto situation, they yeah. got four starters down. Mm. Uh, and and I'm not. This is not I, not my original opinion because I, I listen to t- sports talk shows and, and and read newspapers. But there's a lot of people that believe this. These starting pitchers are being injured because they are babied too much. And they don't leave them in for eight innings and nine innings. And they don't pitch 300 innings. They don't build no, up. Nobody, nobody ever has a complete game anymore. anymore. No, no. Other than if, if, if they're going for a no-hitter, maybe. Perhaps, yeah. yes. Yeah. But, but I mean, the, the belief is reason. now they've got a pitch count and they, we've got to watch their arms. And I think what they've done is it's worked in reverse. There's way more injuries to starting pitchers now than... Than there were back in you know the sixties, seventies, early eighties. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It I, is, but it is. There's a lot of yeah. arms out there, and you know, I don't. I I don't think they're throwing a whole lot harder than you know Sandy Koufax or Nolan Ryan. I don't think so. No. And they and 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 then of course and, the, and the, the critics distance. will say, well, yeah, well there are there are arthritic broken down. But the distance from the from the pitcher's mound to the plate is still the same, is it not? Yeah, I think the ball's about the same size. I think so. And they're still using wooden bats. Yeah, I don't know. I, so what's the difference, you know? Take a Tylenol and go to bed. I don't know. I don't know. I've not, but it's it's interesting. We'll, but we will we'll definitely watch with interest as this season rolls along. I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued. Anyway, it's nice that they're coming back. And, and it's oh, nice, it is. Nice, I'm talking about the Blue Jays now. Yes, it is. Nice that they're coming back. And, oh, yeah. Because the interest starts to pick up, eh? you know, with hockey and so on, you know. You're, Winding down. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, oh, there is a baseball game. There is a baseball team in Toronto. And know? it's... You know, it's it's fan base is coast to coast. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's uh, let's just do a little switch here because it is golf season, mm-hmm. and they've been playing golf in the south for some time. Oh yeah, and that is the pros, and the players championship is on right now. Is that players meaning players tobacco? No, no, no. no. no we we talked about that on the tee boxes. <laughs> no, it's it is a. Um, I guess the event's been around about 35 years. And it's, it's always been played at the same course? Not always at Sawgrass, no. There was a couple of other venues in that in that Jacksonville area where it first started in the early 80s. And then Pete Dye built this. This was the very first what they called stadium course, where there were mounds around the greens where it would, you know, little amphitheaters. Where the, where the people could sit. People could sit and as opposed to bleachers. And they could see. And they, they could, could see. And uh, Pete Dye is a, you know, a uh, um, well-known golf, golf course architect. And I guess one of his favorite quotes was, why should a golf course be fair? <laughs> so he's put together, uh, this is a really, really uh, challenging golf course in, in many ways. Whether it's the way the sight lines are, the angles are are different, and it probably it is known as the fifth major, and it I believe it probably attracts the deepest field um, of of all the tournaments. It's a who's who of golfers from around the world that are put to a really, really, really severe test. Um, if anybody that's seen that golf course, there are some easy holes on it. But there's a lot of tough holes. Seventeen would be an easy hole, wouldn't it? Seventeen would be an easy <laughs> would be an easy hole. Yeah, seventeen and eighteen may be the two toughest finishing holes on uh, on the tour. On the tour, because they're both quite different, but they're both they're very penal. And most people, anybody, any golf fan is familiar with the Island Green. 
on 17. Wow. And it's, it's, it's grown in stature as the years have grown, as the years have gone on. And I think it's a, it's a great hole. It's short. I mean, it plays anywhere from, I don't know, 110 to 115 yards. There's And the winds blow, and it's kind of exposed, and it's kind of not. They're never sure how the... I think I think in the first two rounds uh, this year, there have been uh, 42 balls in the in the water, and that's a record, by the way. It's leading. Uh, uh, they they showed about 10 years, and 42 balls is is a record. So they you know it, it really is amazing. It's it, um, well, it can you know it can it can be short, it can be left. It can be long, you know. You can hit the green and not stay on the green, you know. Well, roll know, off especially the this year, it's hard and dry. And even if you dump one in the water, the drop zone, which is off to the left, they say is it, it might be even a tougher shot because then it's only, I think, maybe sixty or fifty yards, and it's really, it's not. It's, it, it, it's, it's not. A, it's not easy then. No, it's yeah. not easy. And I think the allure to you know the average weekend warrior golfer like us, we get some type of a um, bizarre enjoyment of watching these, the world's best, not be able to hit a shot 110 yards onto a landing area. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and I, I love the hole. I have a little bone to pick with how it is, the coverage is now almost, ex, not exclusively 17, but less is more sometimes. To see it every 10 minutes, it, it, it might take a little bit away. Um, big, I mean, and they, and they do show other holes. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's a golf course that you, you see all kinds of. The leaderboard is scattered with journeymen, Kyle Stanleys, past Masters champions. How about David Hearn? You know, uh, David uh, Hearn from Canada. David Hearn from Canada. Louis Oosthuizen, who's yeah, wins all around. He was he, leading, I guess. He he's was, leading. Yes, and then you have these guys that are. On the Champions Tour, like Vijay Singh, who are right in there. Yeah. And then you look a little back. You How know, old is Vijay? Vijay's, Vijay's over 50 now. I, 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 yeah, well over 50. Well over 50. Well over 50. Well over a mountain of a man. Still, yeah. hits it, still hits it well. And then when you look on the leaderboard, because, you know, we have minus 9 through 5 as we here we are as they get going on Saturday. And then you get down to the minus 2s and 1s. And then you get into the big boys. You know, the Rory McIlroys, the Phil Mickelsons. Uh, the Roy, uh, Ricky Fowlers, so it's there's there's going to be some fireworks, fireworks going on out there, young man, this weekend. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy the tournament. You know, people, you know, it's on their list. They want to make a pilgrimage. It's a public golf course. You can get down there and play, and it's not you don't have to sell your house like it is getting on Pebble Beach or something like that. It's relatively affordable, and uh, you can go down and take your crack at it. But since I've linked my carriage to the links at George and Sands here in town, and I'm looking at our scorecard, and it features the signature hole, and it's number five. And for those of you that have played over there, this is darn close to what you're going to see in Sawgrass. How, how far is this hole, number five, at, uh, at the links? Well, this, this number five hole, if you were crazy enough to play this golf course from the, the very back tees, which will take you about to about 7,000. 7,000 yards. It plays 179 from the golds, 149 from the blues, and then let's say most people that are out there are playing the, the white tees. So it's about 133, 130 yard yeah. shot from yeah. the white tees. Yeah. So, you know, depending on how, it doesn't really matter how, how far you hit a pitching wedge. You hit a club there that you can hit comfortably in the air because you're not going to land anywhere and bounce on. 
You got to land on this thing and hope to stay there. So, and it's very exposed. And those, you know, we all know there's it's, this is a windy, windy area. You know, those west winds are blowing. It's very exposed out there. So you get out there on a windy day, yeah. you're going to have some fun. From the forward tees, the current forward tees, it's 109 yards. There's going to be a, another bronze set of tees coming very shortly. So it'll be a little shorter. But for any any distance, it's it's a great hole. And it's a, it, the green has a bit of two tiers on it also. So those of you that played it, I, you know, yeah, I've, hopefully I've, I have depicted it carefully. I've, I've, and those of you that haven't, uh, jump on the website and take a look at it, and and and, and get out there and, and take a crack at it. It's 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 a great hole. Yeah, that uh, that water there has got a few of my balls uh, at the bottom. I'm sure. Uh, I've I've also hit that green on a, mm. on the odd occasion. It's it's very it's it's a good little test. Well, you know, it, it's all, they yeah. always say golf. You know, so much is in your between your ears. Yes, it is. I mean, you can go out on just on, on a nice straight fairway and say, okay, I'm going to hit a shot 130 yards and relatively straight. Yeah, and you do it. You can probably do it. Yeah. Put yourself up on that tee, though, and it's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, you get a little shaky. So, you know, you can kind of appreciate why our professional golfers, they, they get that same feeling on 17 and, yeah, and sure Sawgrass. I'm sure they do. They really now, do. Now, getting back to the players at Sawgrass, um, it, there must be some other great holes there, rather, well, 18. rather than 17. Oh yeah, well that's that's why that's why I think this may be the toughest two-hole finish in the game. Well, what's what's wrong with 18? What's wrong with 18? What's right with 18? So I don't know the yardage on it. It's a it's a closing par four. Let's just say because they're par four. Let's say it's 470 yards. Water all the way down the left, and I mean all the way down the left. Is that a little pond or a river? No, it's a, it's a it's a canal. Oh, okay. It's a canal. And the fairway is not then. So you either going to hit a big drive out over the left, you know, out over the water and hope that it fades back into the fairway. There's guys that can do it. There's guys, you know, they say, well, I don't want to take the chance. I'll play it up the right side. Well, the fairway's not that wide. And then up at the right side, you, you get up onto hills and moguls. And trees. Trees up there, too. There's trees up there, too. And the fun doesn't end there. So if you do lose it a little right, then you still want to try and hit this green on your second shot and get on a regulation. And that water's still in play because it's all up around the green. So there's, uh, yeah, it's a really, really tough, uh, it's a tough finishing, tough finishing hole. You know, I don't have, you know, a visual image of all the holes like we do at at Augusta. But similar to the Masters, what makes this tournament great is it's played in the same venue every year. And we, the fans, get familiar with it. I think I'm correct here. In fact, I am correct. No one, since they moved it to Sawgrass, has won the event back-to-back. Back-to-back, yeah. No one's won that event back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And you can go down a list of Freddie Couples, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus. Phil Nicholson. Phil, <laughs> Uncle Phil, yes. Uncle Phil. He's... Oh, there that. That was a, oh, that was a great, great television yesterday, if anybody watched it. It's blowing out there in 17, and... And it's crazy because on the tee, the wind's going a certain direction, and then the flag's going a certain direction, and then apparently there's another wind current that comes through because there's some gap. So Phil is Phil and Bones, his longtime caddy, they're having a rather heated discussion on what they're going to hit. And Phil wants to hit something less uh, than wedge, uh, something like m- maybe a sand wedge or something, and the caddy talks him out of it. 
Oh, so then what happened? Tell Phil, me what happened. Phil hits his pitching wedge and he hits it well, and the pin was in the back of this devilish green, and it, it, he hits the green. A lot of guys hit the green, but the ball doesn't stop and it goes off into the water, and things cooled off a little bit. And they were they had the mic on 18, and Bones was kind of sheepishly making a suggestion, and Phil kind of said, you know, no, 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 look, I'm just going to take this myself on from the rest of the way. <laughs> so you know, yeah. Phil, Phil's Phil, and but they they have a great relationship. Uh, they, yeah. they, he's been on. He's you been, know, together. and I saw a little bit on television this morning. Do you know that Phil Mickelson has played something like 23 years on that course? And has won one point two million dollars in that particular course. One point two <laughs> well, million dollars. Yeah. Good for Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, I was driving over. I'm thinking, geez, we should. I would. We should try and predict the winner of this because it is like a major. And you know, there's let's say from the minus twos to the minus nines, it's only a seven-stroke lead. Lord, you could lose four strokes on seventeen alone. And I'm thinking, well, who am I going to pick here? I'm going to pick one of these guys that are leading, like Louie or this Kyle Stanley guy or the Canadian David Hearn, or do we think that maybe Sergio or McElroy or Jason Day or Dustin Johnson is going to put a big number up here and, and, and get right back in it? And I'm tired of making predictions. Okay. Give me a, pick I'm, me a winner. I'm going to go with Louie. I you like Louie. Like Louie Louis? Louis, Louis is, Louis is playing really well. He looks in great shape. Oh, he does. Yeah, he really does. You know why he's in great shape? No. Why? Anybody that has a bit of a back problem that, you know, they make, they, they've finally found a bed, a mattress that they know they sleep on, they wake up, they feel good. Well, I guess his back problems got so bad. And when he, I mean, he lives in South Africa, and so he's like Gary Player when he used to play. He's in planes and he's on the road a whole lot. His doctor said, enough of this. You're bringing your own mattress with you when you go on the road. No kidding. And these guys have the resources. So Louis Ustazen brings his own mattress so when he goes into Ponte Verde, Florida, and either rents a house or stays in a hotel for the week, he brings in his own mattress. <laughs> isn't, isn't that something? But that, why, why not? It's logical. It's a great idea. So, like, I have to drive down to uh, Atlanta, Georgia, early tomorrow morning. You're going to bring your own mattress? To, 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 to retrieve my long-lost wife. Hope you're listening, honey. And uh, I just may strap the old mattress on the, uh, on the forward edge, and away we go. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, I would like to see you checking into a hotel with your mattress. You know? Well, i got to go get a luggage cart. Yeah. Well, actually, I need four. <laughs> well, well, so let me, I'm going to go and I'm going to pick, I am going to pick one of the boys that are back there, and I'm going to pick Sergio. Oh, really? Yeah, there's been weird stuff happening out there. He made a hole-in-one on 17. Yeah, he's been he's been a little erratic with the putter. Where did he make a hole in one on seventeen? He made a hole in one on seventeen on Thursday. He did. Yeah, he did. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he hit it about three yards, three feet, three four feet past the pin and drew it right back in the no. cup. Wow! There had only been eight made. And yesterday he dumped one. Literally, it was going in the water, hit the railway tie, bounced straight up in the air and landed back on the green. Oh, right! It was a kick in. So I think I think the golf guys have. They're shining on, shining on Surge. Well, you know, I think he's turned his life around too, hasn't he? He's turned his life around. Yeah, I think I he's got so. a sweetheart as well. So. Yes, I, I believe he's engaged to be married, or, or maybe he has been married. Yeah. Rory McElroy just, just got married. He, he did? Wow. Yes, he did. You know all this stuff. Well, I don't know it. I just make it up. <laughs> and hopefully somebody will, uh, will check it out. So, yes, I, I think it should be very, very interesting. <laughs> 
Okay. But I'm going to take Surge. Okay, good. You're going to take Surge. I've, I've got Louie, and the reason I picked Louie is he's leading at the moment. He's You like the front he, runner. He's nine under. So. Yeah, yeah. And no, no, he's good. very good. And I like him, too. I, I really like him. I like the way he plays golf. So. Well, we will watch with interest. And after that, uh, that tournament, then it's back to the regular grind and get ready for the U.S. Open. Yeah. Where's the U.S. Open this year? The U. Where is the U.S. Open this year? I sure. don't. I should, don't know. Should I have asked that question? I guess not. No, but we'll. You know, get your crack research <laughs> team. I'll huh? get my crack research. Why do I want to say it's Hazeltine? I don't know. I don't know. I know. I know that the the final event, the PGA Championship in August, is at Quail Hollow and just outside of Charlotte. Is, is this Ryder Cup year or is this President's Cup year? Oh, that, that's another thing you don't know. <laughs> I just have trouble saying president lately. Um, I'll, I'll work on that. Okay. I'll right. work on that. And uh, hopefully um, we'll see lots of uh, new faces out at the links of Georgian Sands, taking a crack at our island green. Yeah. Of course, it's in great shape, and it's opening on Monday. Um, there are still our memberships available, and there's great green fees out there. So come on out into the east end and, uh, and uh, have a beautiful afternoon on a 400-acre Golf course. Wow. Beautiful big golf course. Um, you've got all kinds of wildlife out there, cranes and all kinds of all kinds of great things. And this um, program, the preceding program, has been brought to you by the Links of Georgia Sands. Is that right? Are they paying money for this? Well, they better start ponying up some advertising here at Beach Booster because we're giving them lots of free advertising here. No more free lunch. Okay, that's it. And Ron, have a good trip to uh, to the south. Thank you, William. I'll be back with uh, uh, good good tales from the road, and I'll let you know how the mattress travels. Okay, and that's another edition of Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore. You're listening to Beach Booster Radio. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.